this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. Ian Eagle, CBS Sports, unbelievable job with the NCAA tournament, and we get set for a special Final Four edition here uh, on the ML Sports Platter. Thank you so much for jumping back on. How are you? Oh, doing well, Mike. Appreciate it. Yeah, it was a blast. It's, <laughs> it's a fun two weeks. It's a whirlwind. Obviously, from a broadcasting standpoint, you're just trying to make sure that you got the information down pat, and then you parachute in and hope you get some good games. And I was really fortunate, our whole crew was, that we had some really interesting, intriguing, and dramatic storylines. I think I heard you say to Rich Eisen that you were the kind of the soundtrack you know, to St. Peter's, um, you know, you, you look at the amount of mid-major success the last 15, 16 years, George Mason, Final Four, VCU, Butler goes twice under Brad Stevens. But this this team here, St. Peter's, I mean, you, you have to admit, this, this might be the greatest Cinderella run because of who they beat, but also the seed that they had, right? I mean, would you put them in that category, even if, you know, they didn't make the Final Four? I would. And I, I say that based on a number of reasons. One, from a broadcaster standpoint, normally you don't get the teams that you had in the first weekend advancing to the second weekend where it's your assignment. Usually, if something catches fire, it might go to a different crew or you're sent somewhere else as they vary it up. And in this case, I saw literally every minute of their NCAA tournament experience. The first game against Kentucky when I tell you, Mike, there were easily 10,000 Kentucky fans in attendance. There's less than 3,000 students at St. Peter's. So just to put it in perspective in Indianapolis, they come out for warm-up, and you look at them and say, okay, they're just not going to have enough size and enough depth to deal with a talented Kentucky team, a number two seed, whether they were Overseeded or not is irrelevant. It's still Kentucky. You're talking about McDonald's All-Americans and guys that were gonna, are going to make a living in the professional ranks. So you wonder at that point if they can even hang. And they get through that first time out, and Jim Spinarco and I look at one another like, no, they can hang. They're, they're not intimidated by this at all. And for it to carry over into a competitive game and then – the upset that we saw, that happens. It does happen in the NCAA tournament. But, Mike, you and I both know usually those teams come crashing down to earth in the second round, and that wasn't the case. They played a very good Murray State team that's now uh, dealing with basically every player on their roster that's transferred. Their coach left, went to LSU. The old coach is now back as the head coach, and now he's going to have to to refill the, the cupboard. But they went toe-to-toe with them. And again, unflappable. And to carry that over against Purdue that now had days to prepare and look at tape and pour through whatever it is St. Peter's does, which is play really strong defense and efficient enough offensively to at least stay in games. For them to knock off Purdue, that's the one that really got me because – uh, they've got a seven foot four inch player in Zach Eady. They had size all around, and it just didn't seem to affect St. Peter's. They answered every question 
And anytime Purdue made a run, they were right there to answer. And their biggest deficit was six points in that entire game. They never went down by more than six. And that's why the UNC game, when the Tar Heels got off to that hot start, uh, I thought to myself, "Uh uh-oh, this could be it. You know, this could be the one where they just can't deal with the knockout punch. And, And that's what happened. But the story was amazing. And Mike, if you went by the school, if you drove through Jersey City on the main drag and passed by the school, you would go by without realizing that you passed it. <laughs> it's it's that simple. You wouldn't <laughs> believe it. It's very small. It's basically a few buildings. There's not much of a quote-unquote campus. And to think that they actually went against the big boys and won multiple games is quite an achievement. You know, Shaheen Holloway, I... Uh... So impressed with his style. I, I've heard him speak many times. I watched uh, a few of their games this year. Um, you know, obviously thought he was a terrific player um, in, in in the Big East uh, with with Seton Hall. Is it pretty much a guarantee here, a slam dunk as we record this, that he'll be the next head coach at Seton Hall now that Kevin Willard is in Maryland? Yeah, hey, that that's a foregone conclusion. I think they're trying to figure some details out. I think the only concern from Seton Hall's point of view is St. Peter's kept winning that there might be other suitors because if they got beat by Kentucky in the first round, I think Shaheen Holloway was getting the job. That was the plan. They felt very strongly about it. He's one of theirs and he did everything the right way as an assistant coach at Iona, then at Seton Hall and then taking the reins of, his own program with St. Peter's and bringing them from complete irrelevance to where they are today, just making the tournament was a heck of an achievement. Iona was the cream of the crop. They'd been to five straight NCAA tournaments out of the Mac and they were expected to do it again. And the fact that St. Peter's got it done and then made the noise that they made is, is really impressive. But Shaheen is really impressive. He, it just strikes me as uh, someone that doesn't, have much of a filter there's not a lot of coach speak there it's his genuine authentic self when he answers these questions and sometimes that can throw you a bit because you're so used to the cliches that that most coaches use in in order to deal with interviews or press conferences and he's just not wired that way he just tells you what he thinks and he's very hard on his team, but they respect him and he respects them. There was a symbiotic dynamic that was working and they really did become an extension of their head coach and the way they performed, the way they competed, and then the way they delivered during clutch moments. And ironically, Jim Spinarco and I had the call 22 years ago when Seton Hall knocked off Oregon in an upset in the first round in Buffalo. And that was Shaheen's real... Uh, first outside of the McDonald's all American game, first national uh, declaration that he was someone that people should know with a game winner with 1.5 left in overtime against a very good Oregon team. He ends up getting injured in the second round and they advanced to the sweet 16 that year. And his replacement Ty shine was the hero in game two of that 2000 NCAA tournament. So to see it come full circle and to see him develop and 
become the coach that he is is it's pretty cool and it it really is what the NCAA tournament in March Madness is is all about. Ian Eagle, CBS Sports, our guest here on the ML Sports Platter. It's a special Final Four edition, all brought to you by Burn Dairy and Bowers and Company CPAs. Let's get to this Final Four with just titanic programs. I mean, blue blood after blue blood after blue blood after blue blood. I mean, you've got the first time in the history of the, the Final Four that four the all four teams have a minimum of three titles won um, in school history. And we got that little Duke Carolina thing happening. I mean, that that's never happened in the tournament before. How do you see these games playing out? Duke Carolina and Nova and Kansas, and of course Villanova is missing a huge piece, and Justin Moore for this one, who blew out his Achilles. Yeah. So first, the Duke North Carolina game. Give a lot of credit to Hubert Davis and that coaching staff. Uh, they stuck together. The team stuck together. It was a bit of a roller coaster ride this season. The expectations out of the gate. Nobody really knew what to make of the squad. They lost in the first round of the tournament last year and what turned out to be Roy Williams' last game as a head coach against Wisconsin and didn't play very well. Uh, we're, we're not that competitive in that game. And they bring back a lot of the, the guys that were there, but they lost some key pieces. Dayron Sharp uh, obviously went to the NBA and uh, they had some transfers as well. But it took a while. It didn't happen quickly. In fact, it took until late in the ACC regular season to finally see this team come together. And the game at Duke is the one that solidified, A, their spot in the NCAA tournament, and B, their belief that they could be a factor in the big dance. So they used it as a springboard, and it continued into the ACC tournament, continued into the NCAA tournament, and strangely enough, Mike, I, I don't think North Carolina is often in this category, but I think they viewed themselves as underdogs in many ways. And that's probably why they performed so well against St. Peter's. Purdue, Kentucky, they were such overwhelming favorites, and they had to deal with that tag of being expected. North Carolina was expected to beat St. Peter's, don't get me wrong, but they had already been in that underdog mindset. So, talented team, not as deep as previous North Carolina teams. Backcourt is explosive with Davis and Love. Uh, Brady Manick has been the perfect addition. Baycott is playing his best basketball of his three years at UNC. The problem for them is they're going against a team that actually has more talent than them, knows them well, and is dealing with the wounds of what took place to Cameron because it was a crusher for that team, for the program, for Coach K, for the alum, for all of the former stars that showed up for his final game at home. That sticks with you. And the fact that they get a chance to right that wrong, even though you can't take away that experience and the hurt and the pain that they felt in basketball context, I think that's probably the worst thing for North Carolina. It's a positive in that they know they can beat them, the negative is that I believe Duke is the better team and has better talent, and I think they've figured some things out. So unless they get this this case of deja vu and all the things that I've seen them do in this NCAA tournament so far just doesn't reveal itself in this big moment on this big stage or uh, they they have those memories haunt them again, uh, I think Duke is is a clear favorite in that game. 
Uh, you mentioned it with Villanova, Kansas. The injury is a huge hit. Uh, I think it was sobering for Villanova, and they celebrated, but you could just tell that, that there was a little bit of a pall uh, over the, the team because they knew. They knew. We didn't find out officially, but it was pretty clear from the way he went down that we were not going to see him in the Final Four. They're just so well-coached, well-synchronized. Gillespie is uh, everything that you look for in a fifth-year senior. And it's funny, I did uh, an NBA game on Tuesday night in Dallas, and we had a little picture of uh, Jalen Brunson winning a title at Villanova and him lifting the trophy. And just flanked to the side was Colin Gillespie. And the reminder that Gillespie has experienced it. He was a bit player, but he has experienced what it takes to get to that mountaintop. And he's a clutch kid. And I know Jay Wright has loved coaching him, but going against Kansas, I I just don't see it. I don't see that they have enough firepower. Kansas, I did see them in person this year. I was at Fog for Kansas, Oklahoma on CBS with Bill Raftery. They've got everything, and they could very easily win the national championship. That's how good they are. Uh, that That's how much ability they have on their team. I know Jay Wright is a master, but this is going to be an uphill climb. I, I think we're looking at a collision course of Kansas and Duke. People talk all the time about culture in college basketball, culture in the NFL, culture wherever in sports, and you always hear – Villanova. Villanova has the culture. They've got it going on under Jay Wright. How, how do you define culture in college basketball? Well, it starts with the coach and his way and his philosophy and his bedside manner and his ability to connect with young people and get them on the same page. You know, I think the ones that have been able to sustain it it's not just getting McDonald's All-Americans. It's we found, you know, Kentucky, John Calipari's done an incredible job. He's got one title. And that's a reminder that just because you have the guys that are the highest ranked players in that class doesn't mean that the chemistry will develop or that your message will be heard year in and year out. Cal clearly took on a new philosophy when he just uh, made it, in his best interest to get the best high school player available and not think about fit and not think about how it will gel, just get him in there and then figure it out later. Jay Wright has taken a different tact. He knows, or at least he didn't originally have the opportunity to get the best players. And somewhere along the way, he went with a different approach, which was, I got to get, three or four year guys that mature, that develop, that learn the system, that want to be here, that want to be a part of this. And yes, some will become NBA players, which we've seen successful ones, but most will not. And you got to be okay with that. Uh, different coaches are selling different things. If we're going to talk about Jay Wright and Villanova, what he's selling in many ways, even though he wouldn't ever say this, but he's selling himself. All you have to do is meet him. You meet him and you realize why he can recruit and why he can get the most out of a team. So I think more than any other sport that you just laid out in regards to culture, college basketball to me 
truly means the culture is the coach. And when you sign, you're really signing to play for that person. And of course, the name on the jersey, that's going to stick with you forever. When someone asks you, hey, where'd you go to school? You got to be comfortable with saying the name of the school for the rest of your life. And that's true for anyone going to any school. I, I give that example to high school kids that want advice. I say, look, for the rest of time, you you have to be okay with saying the name of the school because people will form opinions about you based on that. And with college basketball, that's very true as well. Uh, so I, I do think culture really equates to the coach and his beliefs and his temperament and how he runs a program. And the really good ones uh, find a connection with young people and they put them in a position to succeed. Ian Eagle, CBS Sports, unbelievable job on all the games. Honestly, I can't get enough listening and watching and uh, you, you just, you're, you're such a professional, the delivery, the excitement. Uh, it's just, it's awesome. I mean, you're just, you're, you're so good at what you do and I appreciate you coming on here all the time as well. Um, continued success your way. And, and again, when you're in central New York, uh, we gotta, we gotta grab lunch for sure. Yeah, sounds good, Mike. Really appreciate the kind words. We'll do it again. Enjoy the Final Four. Hopefully we get some some juicy moments and some memorable moments as well. Uh, that, that, to me, uh, it sticks with you as a college basketball fan. There are just certain images that, that are in your brain forever, and a lot of them are born on this coming weekend where uh, incredible memories can be formed. So if you're a sports fan, this is the kind of stuff you look forward to, and I'm excited. Folks, a quick word from our friends at Bet Online. Listen, if you're looking to wager on the biggest games in sports, head on over to betonline.ag on your desktop or your mobile devices. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. What a deal. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V to get started. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all updated odds and info along with player props and new contests throughout the year. It's the best source for all your sporting wagering needs, including live betting and everyone's favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so join today. Learn why everyone is saying bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on sports. Bet online where the game starts. A quick word as well from our friends at Athletic Greens. Hey, you know, it's very important to stay healthy. You got to find a multivitamin, but you got to find a top quality one. Going with Athletic Greens, it's really, really smart. They have a special blend of ingredients that supports focus, recovery, energy, gut health, and a heck of a lot more. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health today and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. Wow. To make it easy for you, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first uh, travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. Again, that's believe, B-L-E-A-V, athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. Huge thanks to Ian Eagle, CBS Sports, a special Final Four edition here of the ML Sports Platter on a Saturday uh, we are brought to you in part by Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, 
Ken's Auto Detailing, and Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay. If you're in and around central New York, get on over to Chick-fil-A. The chicken nuggets and tenders and waffle fries, mac and cheese, the delicious cookies and shakes for dessert, and they've got an unbelievable breakfast menu as well. Hey, if you're leaning on the healthy side as well, you can go with a salad. Oh my gosh, the salads there are incredible. The Cobb, the Market, I've had them all. They are absolutely to die for. Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay gift cards are available. Order from their app. You can get points. I'm telling you, it's the best app with the best point system for rewards. You you basically uh, go and, and, and order a couple of lunches, and next thing you know, you've got enough for a free lunch right away. So uh, it's great stuff. Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay, uh, proud ML Sports Platter sponsor, and also a big tip of the cap thank you to the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the podcast, as well as Camillus Golf Club, your State Farm agent, Matt Graham, and Bruton Ace Hardware. Route 11, if you're in and around central New York, stop by. They've got everything for inside and outside your home as we change seasons into spring. Thank God. Bruton Ace Hardware, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Ace is the place. Sign up for their rewards as well, and you can get special offers and heck of a lot more. Go get your new summer grill. Go grab your uh, potting soil. Go grab your mulch. Go grab all of it at Bruton Ace Hardware. Hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports. Thanks so much for listening. And as I always tell you, enjoy the games. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.